can now listen to Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Audible. Please subscribe today. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Amber, and she is going to tell us her story about um, her pregnancy and her baby that she had early and was at the NICU with him for a long time and then being released from the hospital but leaving him there. So um, if you have any questions, I'm using StreamYard. You'll have to go in and just tell them your name and otherwise we won't know who's asking questions. So if you have questions, just post them in the feed. We will see them. Um, we may not know who you are um, unless maybe it's a question that <laughs> how it's asked, we might know who it is. <laughs> so but I've known Amber for a long time and back in the day, <laughs> Um, she was hired on at the same place where I worked and I, I was trained her and we came fast friends and we've been friends ever since, ever since. And so, um, just seeing her go through this, it was, I know it was challenging for her. Um, and, but, but it was also very rewarding. So, so Amber, um, tell us about up to the time um, before you had Lincoln. Well, before I had Lincoln, um, I was, I had, well, I had multiple miscarriages. Honestly, I, I wasn't aware of how many I had until I got pretty far along in a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, they never really gave you a reason. You know, they, there's a lot of times that they just, they can't tell you why. And there's a lot of different possibilities. Um, Once I had the, once I got further along and I had to have an assisted miscarriage, um, Mm -hmm. that one was hard because, you know, I mean, you've, you know, you know what's going on. Most of the time you're just late and then, you know, it comes and you don't know you're not any other wiser. Right. Uh, right. And you, that one, the assistive one you had right before you got started working at master brand. I had that right after, I think I had worked at master brand for, I want to say like six months maybe. Cause I wasn't pregnant when I started there. Um, okay. I remember. Yeah. 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 And I were off work a few days. Yeah, I had to leave. I was actually working. It was on a Saturday. It was the first Saturday I ever had to work. <laughs> I got out of that. <laughs> um, I guess that's one reason to get out of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the easiest reason. Um, I mean, it's hard to go through anything like that. I think that um, when they, if you have a really good OB, they'll tell you. You know, even if you don't feel like it, go to therapy as a couple. Um, I was, it was my previous marriage. So, you know, I was married and, and we should have, looking back on it, we absolutely should have. I, you know, I yeah. think it 
to, it can build a lot of resentment because there's no explanation as to why. Now, when I got pregnant with Lincoln, we found out why. (laughs) Um, I was, gosh, I think I was 20, I want to say I was 20 weeks with Lincoln when they found out, they said, you know, all of a sudden his uh, limbs weren't as long as what they should be. His long bones were short. Yeah. Um, hi, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> we know Kim. <laughs> By this hey, Kim. Kim, I went to the Comcast building to drop off an, some old equipment I had and it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> they tore it down. <laughs> Yeah, it's not there anymore. The whole building's gone. They didn't even move out. The whole building's gone. I just well, got the- I was like, where the heck did he go? I just got the worst evil face from across the room. I'm just going to tell y'all I'm about to get an appearance from Lincoln. Come here. He's okay. He's upset. <laughs> He's not on his show anymore, but I don't know where the remote is. So it's... Uh, it's probably yeah. in the couch cushions. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you're you're fine. I mean, by the time that I got pregnant with Lincoln, it had been a good seven, eight years, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since I had been, I had gotten divorced at this point and gotten with my husband now. And, uh, I think I was at about 20 weeks. It may have been sooner than that. Um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're like, well, his, uh, his long bones aren't growing like they should be. You're measuring, he's measuring younger than what he should be. And I knew exactly when the date was. Yeah. So I knew. Um, But uh, I had been taking, I was so worried about losing that pregnancy because I had lost so many that I had started taking at every morning I would take a baby aspirin or St. What is St. John? I thought it was St. Joseph's. Yes, St. Joseph. That's it. That's it. I always call them baby aspirin and they're not like legally on that. They were always called when we were growing up. But um, I decided to take one of those a day because I had read all these articles about all these women who had had miscarriages and they hadn't, uh, nobody could tell them why, but they clotted really bad during the regular cycle. Well, I always did that. So I was like, well, I'll take one a day and we'll see if that helps, which it had to have helped, but I think it helped. A different reason because they started doing extra ultrasounds once they realized that he was behind in his side and mm-hmm. they started finding fibroids. And if if anybody has ever had extremely painful cramping, um lots of like during your your time of the month? Anytime. It'll feel just like a period cramp, but you might not right. actually be on your period. Um, a lot of times that comes from fibroids. There's all kinds of things. You can have like extra um, tummy fat because of mm-hmm. fibroids, you know, in, in that general area because the fibroids can get so big and they take a lot of your blood flow. Growling now from the other side, other side of my living room. So <laughs> sorry, parenthood. What are you gonna do? Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, so I started taking that, and then you know they're like, "Well, you have fibroids." There's just a couple. Um, and I had remembered my grandma talking about fibroids that she said there yeah. were these like big like golf ball things when she had her hysterectomy, um, and I, I never really put it together until later that crap. That's probably hereditary. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so my cousin had had a premature baby before. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I knew what little babies were all about. He was teeny tiny and super early and he had, mm-hmm. uh, he has, so there were going to be, you know, I was trying to get myself prepared if there were other issues along the right. line. Right. Right. Uh, but they don't really like to tell you a lot of details because they don't know. I mean, they don't yeah. know what's going to happen. And then I think once they realized that he started measuring like a month behind or he was two or three weeks and then they mm-hmm. moved to high risk. So I had to go to a specialist then, which is the same specialist that I had when I went into labor um, or well, okay. when I, I shouldn't say into labor because I never, I never had. <laughs> um, so. I consider so myself. Went, <laughs> so how many times, I mean, how, how many times did you go see that, see the specials before you went to um, Indy? Um, I mean, do you remember or. I want to say I had two appointments up there before. Yeah. Well, then I got preeclamptic. So yeah. measuring small, then I get preeclampsia, which at, my blood pressure was to a point where they still, yeah. I mean, they don't know how we didn't either both of us have a stroke or at least one of us have one. Right. Cause I remember we were at your baby shower. Yeah. And, and my really swollen. Yeah. They were huge. Like, wow. Amber, you blowed up here, man. I know. Well, <laughs> and and then know, that, a couple days later, you're like in the hospital, like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing is that, you know, you can look online and see all these different, like, here's a symptom of high blood pressure. Okay. My neck hurt. That was it. My feet were swollen, but everybody's feet get swollen. You know, I just thought it was, oh, well, I'm in my, you know, I'm going into my third trimester. I'm getting bigger. Yeah. And you have been on your feet all day long. I've been on my feet all day at the baby shower. So um, I thought that a lot of that was just normal. Well, I had, I had a, I had an OB appointment and my cousin come over before and she was like, well, do you have to go by yourself or you want me to go with you? And I was like, well, come with me because my neck is killing me and I don't to like turn my head. So I asked her to drive me, which thank God I did because right. it turned out that your neck hurting is a sign of severely high blood pressure. Oh my I God. I would never have known that. I, I didn't know either. I had never had. And they asked me, they were like, have you been having any headaches? I'm like, no, just fix my neck. Because <laughs> pressure was so high. They didn't want me to see it because they knew I would freak out, which granted, I don't know that I would have because I don't think I knew what it was supposed to be. So uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, is it okay? Doc? I'm yeah. a pain in the neck. It's a true story. <laughs> I'm literally a pain in the neck. So uh, the whole time we're in there, the the nurse I went to high school with and I've been friends with her and I've known each other for a long time. And she's like, I think this machine is broken. I'm going to go get another one. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> look over at my cousin and I'm like, I wish somebody would fix my neck. And she's like, I didn't even realize at the time that her face was like, like she was trying to hold it together. She was trying not to freak out. And I didn't even yeah. realize because I was too worried about my stupid neck. And I'm like, where, why is, what is taking them so long? This is ridiculous. Well, little yeah. did I know that my cousin had seen what my blood pressure was. So she knew that I was in like serious, there were problems. Like yeah. I, she knew I was going to be admitted. So they're like, well, your blood pressure's high. We want to test you for preeclampsia. So we're going to take you over to the ma- uh, baby mother 
area. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> don't want to be in the hospital. I hadn't even gotten, like, I hadn't unpacked from the baby shower. I, I know. I <laughs> it already. Um, they tested me. Of course, I tested positive. So they mm-hmm. had to, because my blood pressure was so high, they gave me some medicine that was supposed to um, instantly knock it down. Well, it didn't do anything. <laughs> so, um, which... A lot of that time period, like after we got into, after they put me in there and they gave me that medicine, I remember them giving me a catheter and like, I remember like bits and pieces, but I think the medicine they gave me kind of messed me up, but also my blood pressure was so high. I'm sure that could have probably caused some memory. Problems. So when you tested positive because you for preeclampsia, what, what do they do? I mean, like besides they address the blood pressure. I mean, is there anything else that they do with that? Or do they just like, no, you guys stay in bed. You you stay in bed, bed rest. Um, they try. So basically the only cure for preeclampsia is birth. So, um, depending on how, and some people get it, like some people can get it and they're at 40 weeks. So, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll induce labor. It's no big deal. You know, right. I was at 30, I want to say I was at 31 weeks. Yeah, I was thinking. Because I, um, I was in there. It was on my birthday. Yeah. So, <laughs> first, first riding the helicopter. Me. To <laughs> so, okay. So, what was that like? Um, Horrible. <laughs> it was terrifying. Okay. Was it like a bumpy ride? Was it smooth? No, you know, the ride was actually really nice. But I had never Did they serve drinks? I mean, did you get some No, I did. <laughs> I remember a couple times I said to the guys, don't watch me pee because they had me on the catheter with a bag and I was real concerned about them seeing my pee for some reason. But we got like almost there. And I remember thinking, these guys have uh, parachutes on. I have a parachute on. Like wrapped down to this gurney. Like I'm not getting off this stretcher at all. If this thing goes down, are they just going to leave me? Or are they going to hold the stretcher while they're jumping? Whatever. Well, you know, I was afraid to fly. No, it could have been when you crashed that since you were at this, on the stretcher, it might have been like one of those pontoon airplanes where I just like bounced. <laughs> we got a stretcher on the highway here, guys. Uh, looks to be well, like only a- you would think of something like that. I would be just like, and it's so silly looking back at it. And I remember thinking that, and I'm like, why? Why is that? Like, why was I concerned about them seeing my bag? And why was I concerned about? Uh, it really my parachute? I fell left out. <laughs> it seems like I got there super fast, and I remember them landing, and then they had to put me in an ambulance and take me to St. Vincent's Women's. And um, which I remember right before we left Reed in Richmond, Burke came running because he was working. So they yeah. had, Vinny had to track him down. And mm-hmm. I'm, I know I had never seen his face so serious. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's so scared for me. But it didn't click to me why. It just, it, at the time, I think 
you're in states that adrenaline kicks in and you're not really sure what's happening because they don't want to give you any information because they have to try to keep you calm so that your blood pressure stays down. When we were in the helicopter, the guy kept saying, I'm going to need you to just take deep breaths. And I was like, I'm <laughs> to make sure that you hold on to the stretcher if we go down like, and don't look at my pee. Um, those were the things that I was, I was concerned about, not, you know, stroking out or, you know, any of that yeah. stuff. How early well, my baby was going to be. I didn't think about any of that. So they get you into your room. And I mean, they have a room ready. Like it's. Yeah. They you know, knew you were coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had plenty of time to get ready for me because <laughs> they were initially going to send me in an ambulance, but there was some kind of wreck on 70. So the ambulance was like, no, we can't do that. It's going to take too long. And then yeah. the medicine wasn't working. So right. I was in the hospital. I made it to 32, 32 and three, 32 three days. Right. Cause I knew, cause I mean, we were texting and you told me like you were at the hospital in India. I was like, Oh my gosh, Kimber. I'm like, you almost died. And you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't even, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's really what it was like. It, it looking back on it, it's like, Oh my God. Like I really, I, Lincoln and I both could have died. And it's really strange too that, I mean, we got so lucky because mm -hmm. he doesn't have anything permanent other than an attitude that he is flexing on the <laughs> big time. He is on. Well, I mean, he is uh, your first, first child. <laughs> um, we're so lucky. And, you know, when we, uh, when we moved into our house, uh, our new neighbors were asking kind of about Lincoln. And I was like, well, he's a preemie. And she's like, oh, well, our son is too. And turns out our story is very similar. Um, oh, really? Wow. Unfortunately, unfortunately, her son had a stroke inside, inside her. Um, Previously had a stroke. And um, so he he's blind and he's deaf and he has a feeding tube and he's in a wheelchair and he has a lot of a lot of health problems because mm -hmm. of that. Um, and I mean, they. She's she's fine, I'm sure. I'm sure that has to be hard to look across the street and see somebody who it's like, I mean, it is almost the exact same situation. It's yeah. we're only yeah. a few days apart. Um, yeah. Our blood pressure was pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. And we were so lucky that we didn't. And, and it's right. every, all the time I'm reminded of that, like, holy cow, how did I mean, something bad not happen? You know, right. and I know people who have preemies. Yeah. And, you know, even though physically they might be a little behind, but, the, you know, yeah, but you can tell that they're a preemie. Right. Yeah. You know. yeah. And Lincoln, you really, after, I'd say after he was about a year or two, I'd say two years, two years mm -hmm. old, he was pretty much caught up, but um, he was in the NICU for six weeks. Mm -hmm. So what was the, so what was that like, like the daily schedule? I mean, what did, what were you allowed to do? I mean, cause, and what were you not allowed to do? <laughs> With him. I can't imagine how that NICU is right now. I I cannot with COVID and stuff. I feel really oh. good as moms because they were that would so, be rough. Yeah. so strict anyways. But it's like, you know, one little cold and mm -hmm. a lot of babies could die. 
I mean, if yeah. one baby gets sick and that nurse gets it on her at all, I mean, it could spread so quickly. I, oh, it makes me nervous. I didn't think about that, but I mean, cause I remember he had the little camera above his bed yeah. and we, yeah. we can see him. That is and, probably the coolest thing ever. And anybody that has a preemie, <laughs> ask if they have those cameras. And I just shared, I think I shared the link to his on Facebook, I think. I don't know. I know you sent it to me in a text. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm checking this thing. <laughs> I still have pictures on my phone of screenshots that you sent me of Lincoln. It was, it was hard because... I, for one, I, I had just had a C-section. So they had to take me in at like 5 a.m. for mm -hmm. C-section. They wanted me, the goal was to get to 34 weeks because by 34 yeah. weeks, usually they don't need oxygen or anything like that. Mm -hmm. By 34 right. weeks, they're pretty golden gravy unless there's some kind of serious health issue, which right. I have ultrasounds like three times a day at the NICU oh, wow. or in, when I was on bed rest. Um, and I was on like complete bed rest. I could not get up to brush my teeth. I could not, they really didn't want me to move <laughs> like hardly at all. Um, I ate a lot though, man. I was calling that, <laughs> that was the best, but you know, and I've always said if I could just spend a week in bed, that would be great. No, it's not. <laughs> I well, not I mean, ever spend. You could get up at your own leisure, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so they took me in for my C-section and um, so they what made, him, what made him decide to go ahead and, and do this cesarean? They couldn't keep my blood pressure down. It just kept getting like it, it. They got it down to where it wasn't as dangerous, but they could never mm -hmm. get it back down to where it needed to be. And it was affecting. They were afraid it was going to affect Lincoln. So they're like, well, we have to take him now. Um, so while they had me open, when I was at the high risk doctor, who is the same mm -hmm. doctor that did my C-section. He, mm -hmm. uh, when he did his ultrasounds, he had found four fibroids that were the size of golf balls. That's a mm -hmm. lot of room for that little baby. That's a lot yeah. of room. And he said that the reason that the baby aspirin worked is because the fibroids will take all the blood away from the fetus. And that's why the miscarriages were happening. Oh, okay. I see. Wow. That baby aspirin and the St. Joseph's it thin my blood mm -hmm. so that my body mm -hmm. put more blood to Lincoln. So, right. you know, if I, anytime I meet anybody that has issues staying pregnant now, I don't know if it would help the getting pregnant part, but the staying pregnant, <laughs> I always tell them <laughs> to take They're it. They're all with that one. I'm not the only person that I know that that has helped to yeah. stay. Um, but that is, but the fibroids were probably, I mean, they can't guarantee that that's what it was, but, um, the fibroids are definitely yeah. a big part of me not being able to stay pregnant. Right. right. Um, well, when they cut me open, uh, he, uh, he told Burke that he needed to look at it for anybody who doesn't know Burke's my husband. Um, <laughs> he so, wanted Burke to look at it. He wanted Burke to see everything that was in there and why Lincoln was so small because this whole time, besides all the other, the blood pressure issues, the whole time mm -hmm. they're like, he's not growing. There's not enough room for him in there. You're mm -hmm. going to go early. We may have to take him early. That's what they kept saying. Mm -hmm. We may have to take him early, but it was more right. like, Oh, 
all the talks we had, it was like a couple weeks early, or we're going to try to get you to go late. So he has more time to grow. Eight weeks early. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boiled that plan for him, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Go big or go home. You know, that's how I so, roll. So did they leave the, like, did they leave it up to you whether or not to go ahead and take him early? Or did they say, <laughs> no, no, they come in and get you. They're like, oh, <laughs> Um, they don't give you any choice in the matter, but I will say, um, one of my very good friends told me because she was in a very scary situation with a pregnancy. And she said, whatever you do, just do what the doctors tell you to do. Because she okay. thinks, you know, she was, she didn't do what the, she fought against the doctors. And I think she oh. herself for what happened, which it's not mm -hmm. anybody's fault when tragedy like that happens. It's really right. right. Everything. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, un it's an unknown event. I mean, you've yeah. never been through that before. Yeah. So how do you, you know, I, me and the unknown scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Well, and that's you know? one thing I kept that with me though, while I was in the hospital and you know, when your kid's in the hospital, then you have to advocate for your kid, but yeah, I don't think yeah. as much as they do. So when they made, when they would come to me with those tough calls, I would always ask, would you do it if it was your kid? Right. Cause if they would, and they'll be honest with you, you know? Oh, and yeah. I, yeah. And the NICU was crazy though. Like <laughs> they got him out and he was fine. He started crying like instantly. And I mean, we were, Burke and I both were in tears because we, we had no idea what we faced. We had yeah. no idea if he had any problems. I, they ran, they right. were able to run a few tests to see uh -huh. if there were like any congenital heart problems or if he had, right. uh, they could test low, I want to say low brain function, but I'm not sure. Like I said, my, my blood pressure was way up. So a lot of it is real touch and go. I remember the, yeah. Greek, I don't remember what that restaurant was that I kept ordering Greek food from, but it was delicious. <laughs> I remember that. Well, um, I, I remember the day that you had him. Burke sent us a picture of Lincoln. Yeah. But didn't give us an update on how Amber was. And I kept texting him and then we had body coverage in the hospital. I was like, dad, got it. Is yeah. she okay? Yeah, that's hilarious. And that's finally, hilarious. after a while, he's like, yes, she's fine. Yeah, well, and I didn't go out of it because, you know, they give you a spinal when you get a yeah. Not more thing to break <laughs> your brain, you know. Uh, and it did. I was like, I don't remember. Like, I remember, I remember it feeling weird. Like, you can <laughs> doing stuff, but it didn't hurt, you know. And uh, yeah. C-sections are weird anyways. They're weird like that. And uh, <laughs> But I remember him crying and Aww. I remember Burke holding him and him like kind of because they won't let you hold him. So mm -hmm. but I remember like reaching my hands up and like cupping his little tiny head. And he went from, he went from here to here on me. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he was tiny. Um, he was, he was, was tiny. <laughs> two pounds, 11 ounces, 12 inches. Wow. So. Yeah, he was unbelievably tiny, but he looked like a regular full-term baby, like as far as his skin. Now he uh -huh. did still have a lot of his uterine hair. Okay, so they right. have this hair. <laughs> for people that don't know this, they have this really dark like black hair all over their bodies, pretty much. Um, when you get so far along, that they lose deceiving. <laughs> they lose that before they're before you get 
so far. Oh, so, so like I had I had no idea. Yeah, well, and I asked the nurse about it because I was like, he's got really black hair. Like his hair was black. And I mean, mm -hmm. my dad's hair is black, but it's like I just Burke and I yeah. are both our hair is very fair, you know. So I kind of yeah. just expected he would have it too. Well, she's <laughs> like, no, oh, no, that's not his hair. And I'm like, it looks like hair to me. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> she's like, well, it's in uterine hair. Usually babies have lost that by the time they're born. But because he was so early, he hadn't lost that. And so I mean he had like a unibrow and like he had hair that came down like like the he uh he was he was precious. <laughs> he is precious. <laughs> it, didn't, it was weird because it was like when he was very first born, you can't really see it. And then it's like you look at like the first picture that I have of me holding him and you can kind uh, of see it. But you had to see like it didn't photograph well. It's hard to explain, but they had this black hair like all over yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, that was, I remember that. Um, so I don't remember what was his, So what was his schedule like? So like the nurses, I mean, I know like when I had the boys, they would come in so much and say, here, you need to hold him here. Yeah. You need to feed him. So was it kind of like that? But so, they it's kind of, all the time or. As far as the nurses in the NICU, they're there 24 hours a day. They do. I think if I remember correctly, it was three hour checks. Um, mm -hmm. I think when they're first born until they know that they're completely stable, they're probably checking a lot more than that. But they have so mm -hmm. much stuff hooked up to those babies. It's I know. <laughs> crazy. And it there were babies smaller than Lincoln. There were two twins there that were, I think, a pound a piece. And oh my goodness. They were fine. Yeah. They were you, just it's early. amazing to me what they can do. It's absolutely amazing what those NICUs can do. Yeah. Um Lincoln didn't need oxygen. Like I said, we got really lucky. He was like, and the doctor kept telling me when we take, because I was like, I'm real worried. You know, my cousin's boy was premature and like his skin hadn't developed all the way. And he was like, Lincoln's not going to be like that. He's measuring small mm -hmm. because of the fibroids, not because how early he's being born. He wouldn't be as small. He wouldn't have been as small as what he was if it wasn't so for the If he fibroids. had more room, he would have been growing like he should have. It's like, like, um, Kind of like when you make a, a roast or something and you tie it up so it doesn't expand. It's yep. kind of like that concept. Yep. Absolutely. Well, he's not tied up now. I mean. No, he's growing like a weed now. He's four years old in 5T clothes. So. Uh, yeah. And every he's tall and skinny. Every All of his pants are too big around the waist and too short around the ankles. I remember uh, those days. Yeah. So after. So. How long were you in the hospital after you had him? I think and then I they released you. I think I was in there. I think it was like three or four days because they had to let my C-section heal. Which I'm just gonna say, I don't know that a C-section is the easy way out, like some people think it is, because it was yeah. terrifying to stand up after a C-section. Mm -hmm. um, when people say, "What's the scariest thing you've ever done?" That's what I say: standing mm -hmm. up after a C-section because you feel like all your insides are just gonna fall out. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, I've had a hysterectomy and it feels like that, you know, like someone went in there and just cut half. They cut you in half. <laughs> like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's crazy. Well, while I was in the hospital then, so one of the really important things is that 
for anybody who has a kid that's born in the NICU to mm -hmm. know is that, hi, buddy. Oh, he's very sad right now looking at me. I Where's the remote, honey? Sorry, guys. He's still. We're, we're almost done, bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, is to go ahead and get your kids signed up for Medicaid, no matter how much income you make, because in a lot of states, and I know Indiana is pretty good about it, um, if your baby's so early or so small, one or the other or both, they automatically qualify mm -hmm. for Medicaid. Okay. Or, so just get the application no, started? I take that back. It's Social Security. And then oh, once, okay. they're approved, once they're approved for the Social Security, then they automatically qualify for the Medicaid. You got to do gotcha. the Social Security the hospitals should have social workers that can help you with all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, because I had private insurance, they did not offer any of that up to me. I knew because my cousin knew. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. They, if you have private insurance, unfortunately, the hospitals, they can't, they don't have billable hours, a social mm -hmm. worker. Will, so they don't go out of their way to help you. You have to make them help you. Um, oh, okay. So That's good to know. <laughs> up yourself. Or have somebody that, you know, have your husband, father, cousin, whatever mm -hmm. for you or have them do it to, and tell them to do it. And also, anybody who's had a C-section goes straight to the top of the list at Ronald McDonald House. So I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> to the top of the list. There's no way if you've had a C-section. <laughs> And it's and it was a saving grace because we were displaced for six weeks. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna. So how? What was that experience like? Being able to go there. I mean, survival mode. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it because your your brain will do what it has to do. You get through it because yeah. you have to. You know, it's right. not it's not a choice at that point. You just go. Um, mm -hmm. I would I would wake up as early as I could. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to pump through all this, which word to the wise, don't plan on breastfeeding or pumping or supplying any of your own nutrition because <laughs> your body's like, none of this was supposed to happen. So <laughs> not yeah. um, that was my experience anyways. Um, everybody, right, right. But just don't, don't get too upset if you can't, because mm -hmm. it's really common that yeah. don't get to do that stuff. We get right. We get ripped off on a lot of stuff, but we have some really good stories. So <laughs> it all balances out. But um, I would get up as early as I could. And when I was still on my pain meds, I had to take an Uber to the hospital. <laughs> now they have a house at St. Vincent's Women's. Um, uh, Riley, or not Riley, um, Peyton Manning put a house there. So here, Link, take the remote, dude. He's still... <laughs> He's so mad right now. Um, you can get over it. It's just the TV, darling. And so, his stories, they're important to him. Um, I would get up as early as I could. I'd get an Uber. Then once once I got released to drive, because I was like, okay, I got to get off these pain meds because I got to get my car. It's costing me a fortune. You know, and luckily I had a job that I was still making money. I was still getting paid. And I had prepared right. a bunch of money back. and worked a ton of first time. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. my <laughs> back then too, uh, four years ago, we were working all kinds of that. So, yeah, <laughs> but I was able to put back a ton of money. So I was still yeah. bringing in money and I had it, but I didn't know how long this was going to take. Right. Right. I would spend the whole day. Is that too loud? Him playing that music. 
Um, no, I, I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I could, uh, I would stay there all day. I'd eat lunch mm -hmm. there. Um, I would go, the Ronald McDonald house has like, a, you get space in a kitchen and you get like a cabinet that you can put your mm -hmm. stuff in. So okay. I would go to the grocery store after I would leave the hospital. So my day basically consisted of being with Lincoln as much as I possibly could throughout the day. And then mm -hmm. I got to the point though, where like I was trying to stay super late and I wasn't getting enough sleep. And then I was like having problems. So mm -hmm. for my health, I had to then, I left when first shift was done. So like around mm -hmm. five, when second shift came in, I would talk to the second shift nurse about like what we did that day. And if they mm -hmm. needed anything from me before I left or anything like that, or like sometimes I would have special instructions. Preemies have mm -hmm. a lot of just regular digestion issues because their mm -hmm. body's not, all their organs aren't formed right yet. So right. had a lot of acid reflux. So right. there were times when like you had to keep him upright after he ate for so long. Otherwise he just puke it all up. Or yeah. they also have Brady's where, um, bradycardia where their brain doesn't know to keep making their heartbeat. So their heartbeat. Oh, will yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> is, ooh, that's a scary one. Um, but they have lots of alarms. Uh, Lincoln <laughs> yeah. had to resuscitate him, but that was just once. So uh, we were, again, we were lucky. He didn't have yeah. a lot of the health issues. Um, but so, I mean, what did Bert do? I mean, did he stay with you or did he go to work? Or yeah. I mean, how did that? He had a hell of a time with it. Um, he still had to work because we were working on buying a house um, and mm -hmm. he, you know, he's he got three other kids. So mm -hmm. he had to make sure he was still there for them and still present for that. So, I mean, he would come up a lot, a lot more than what I think a lot of dads would have being so far away. Right. Um, and of course, he's a contract worker, so he couldn't take time off and get paid, which is why they should give men paternity leave. Um, <laughs> they in the hospital. Um, <laughs> they should be able to be there too. Um, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> we spent a lot of time apart. We spent a lot of time on the phone, a lot of time texting. I sent tons, tried to send tons of pictures. Of course, they had the camera. So, I mean, he did get to see Lincoln, but anytime I was holding Lincoln, he couldn't see it. But he came yeah. up a lot. The kids came up a lot. Um, since they were fully vaccinated, they were able to visit. So, if you don't do vaccinations with your kids, your kids can't see your kid in the NICU. It's a rule. Um, and it's a good rule because you can't satisfy everybody when it comes to that. So it has to right. be all or nothing. So right, um, right, lots, exactly. lots of babies, it's not a private room. It's like a mm -hmm. big, huge, like <laughs> it almost reminded me of a huge gym and they just mm -hmm. had all the closet doors open because there's private rooms for long-term babies, but they're still all in like the same big area. Um, Cause some kids probably aren't going to get to leave the hospital. And I mean, there were a couple, um, of older kids too. So I think they had those, like they were three, four years old. Um, oh, okay. that, then, that were just really sick that, that had a lot of health problems and stuff. So they were probably in and out. Um, and maybe that was a long-term stay. Um, so I know all the babies are in the same room and then, yeah, it's like, okay. it's like a huge gym. And then they have these separate cubicles. Um, at okay. least that's what ours was. I, I don't know if every hospital set up that way. I know there's parts of Riley that are and parts of Riley that are separate. Um, mm -hmm. We were at St. Vincent's Women's at, uh, it's part of Peyton Manning. So, right, um, right. 
and I we weren't at the main hospital for Peyton Manning either since we were in the NICU. So I don't know what those looked like. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, you you have to take classes to get your baby. You have to have CPR classes. You have to there's and there's yeah. a lot of other classes that you can take to different types of parenting classes, like how to um, I mean, you could take diaper changing class. I mean, they have lists and lists of classes you can so take. But some of those were required. The CPR, there's three, there were three classes, I think it was three, that were required that at least one parent take. So like if you're both there, had Burke been able to be there um, more often, we probably would have just split those up. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, it's like they try to keep the classes low to, uh, so that you can like go pump if you need to, like it doesn't, they're not super long classes, you know I mean? They're okay, gonna, gotcha. but you have to know CPR because of the Brady's. If your baby, if you get sent home because your your child has to pass all these tests before they can go home, one of them is right. to sit in the car seat um, for an extended amount of time without having a Brady, um, okay. and they they have to be Brady free for so long. And I think it's I want to say it was four days, but I don't, four days. That's don't quote me on that. <laughs> I can't remember. For no, sure. I mean, you have slept since then, so. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. And, and it's such, there's so many things that I go back and I look at and I'm like, I don't even, when did that happen? Like, I'll see a picture and I'm like, what is this from? And then I'm like, look at that picture because you're just, you're in this whole other place. I, yeah, I don't yeah. even I can see that. But I, so, would, I would only come home on Sunday. So I would come home Saturday night. And I would do my bills. I would try to get my house somewhat together. But I mean, I was so exhausted and I was having so many problems pumping. I just, my body just, it was like, I'm going to give you like this much milk every time you jump. It was ridiculous. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I can't, it was, it was rough. And I would come home, do bills, and then go right back. Um, yeah. I didn't like being, not being there with him, but I had to come home at some point, you know, like I had yeah. to, I had to take that time to make sure my bills, and my parents would have taken care of any of my billing that I needed done. Like other people would have done it, but you, you have to take that time. Yeah. And they call you like immediately if something happens. When Lincoln had that one Brady that was bad, that he had to be resuscitated. I got a phone call at 4 a.m. While oh, that was, gotcha. Like, yeah. while it was happening, another nurse called me. Like, wow. so the nurse and the doctor and everybody in there with him, and then right. another nurse, because they're really well staffed. And you get to the yeah. point where, um, you know, the nurses are your friends. Those are, mm -hmm. you see them every day. Um, it's, I had a, I had a great experience with the nurses there. And, it, and it's oh, hard. You know, I mean, there's times where you sit and you cry to them. So yeah. it, you know, and I'm sure they've, they've seen it all, you mm -hmm. know, the good and well, the bad. Yeah. So, well, you can be sitting there and somebody else's baby died like, right there, you know? And I mean, it's, it's very scary. And that's just, yeah. everything happens the way it's supposed to though. It really, I really am a firm believer of that. Everything that I went through with the miscarriages, with, the issues during my pregnancy with the fibroids and then the NICU, it all better prepared me for everything else that I was going to go through. And, yeah. you know, you don't get to see the reason behind a lot of stuff that I've gotten to see the reason behind, you know, right. I know right. 
you know, I got to know why he was so little. It wasn't just this weird thing like, hey, she went into labor two months early. Yeah. Nobody knows why. You know, I yeah, got yeah. reasons. So I, I was very lucky in that. So very when lucky. you were finally able to bring him home, so mm -hmm. what was that first night like? I mean, did you yeah. like sit I up all night staring at him? Oh, it was so, it was so hard. I was, I, I was so scared. I was yeah. so scared. And I think, I, I, know, I was so exhausted. I don't even know that I really, I think it was like three, we had been home like three or four nights maybe. And I woke up because I could have swore he stopped breathing and I put my hand on him and he went, <gasps> And I'm really, I really am positive that he had a Brady at home. I, I, and you'll never convince me otherwise. I know he did. Yeah. And I knew that something woke me up. Something in me was like, hey, you got to wake up, you know, but he yeah, was, right beside me. yeah, he slept right beside me. And, and there were, I pretty much kept my hand like at least to where I could feel his side so that I knew <laughs> I, that I, if I woke up, I knew right away that he was breathing because that was right my biggest thing you know he was they send him home when they're four pounds he only had four pounds. <laughs> I remember her holding him and he was, he was so little I was like I'm mostly holding the blanket <laughs> I know everything was like I look at pictures of him like in his first outfit in the NICU and he was like two pounds it's like that is the silliest thing you've ever seen why does that thing even have clothes on um, yeah, he was tiny. You know, people are always yeah. like, you have too many newborn clothes because you won't use them. Oh, he was in newborn clothes for like the first like two months. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we had to go buy preemie clothes. Because, mm -hmm. of course, yep. I mean, you don't, nobody gets your preemie clothes. <laughs> nobody plans. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, who it's would think strange. that? <laughs> yeah, well, and it's really strange because they say that you know, having preemies is not something that's hereditary, but my dad was a preemie. My dad was three pounds when he was born and he was born about two months. I think he was like two, two and a half to three months early. My grandpa. Oh my goodness. So how did that, I mean, it's a miracle <laughs> that he survived. My grandma said that they pretty much were just like, here you go. Good luck. Uh <laughs> <laughs> my dad was born. Now what's really trippy though, is my grandpa, was also a preemie oh and they put him in a shoebox on top of their stove and that's and just I guess hoped and hope you got the hope. best good luck. <laughs> you know here you go good luck um oh yeah my he was my grandpa was about the same size too so here you have three generations of men in my wow. family that were all preemies. They all weighed almost exactly the same. They were all yeah. almost exactly the same amount early. Like that's something, there's something to that. You can tell me all day long that that's not hereditary, but. There has to be some, it's, I mean, it all goes back well, to DNA. Well, and it's the fibroids, you know, fibroids are hereditary and I might've got those from my grandma, but my grandma didn't get them from my grandpa's mom. <laughs> So yeah, there's something to that. It's very odd to me. And I guess it could just be consequence, but I, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, it was a scary time. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad, you know, you came out of it okay. And he came out of it okay. And yeah. I mean, he's just cute as a button and sweetest little boy. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I mean, I'm not there all the time. I can say all this stuff. Right? So. You have sweet ladies around you. Just, I you know. know. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good kid. We're very, very, very lucky. But, I mean, yeah. really, the most that I've learned from it is that no matter what, you have to advocate for what you need and what you want. Because oh, I ended up with a $2 million NICU bill. <laughs> I, can, I, I think mean, I would have started crying. <laughs> Paneling. Let's not joke around here. There's wood paneling on my wall. I can't, I'm nobody's going to get $2 million out of me. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, you, and you got to just, you got to ask questions and you have to hear yourself for, to be let down. I know a lot of moms of preemies feel really cheated out yeah. of a lot. You know, I never got to have contractions. Not that that's something that I'm worried about. Um, I never, I never had well, to. Well, I had them and they're no fun. So, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, I never went into labor. I never had to push a baby out, which seems like, well, why would you want to do that? But at the same time, I can't have any more kids. The doctor was like, look, if you have another one, it's going to kill you. So mm -hmm. don't do that. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to do what the doctor tells me. <laughs> He knows more about it than I do. So um, he's like, please get that out of you as soon as possible. <laughs> he's like, just get a hysterectomy. Don't even mess with it anymore. Um, it's dangerous to you. So yeah. I know, but didn't you look into that and they said you weren't old enough? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Um, I wasn't old enough. I'm and an adult. And I don't have enough kids. And I'm like, the doctor told me not to have any more kids. They're like, well, you only have one kid. What if you want more? And I'm like, <sighs> insurance, what can you do? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I, I mean, so out of this whole thing with Lincoln, I mean, what do you think has, well, you said the worst experience would be after you, you had a cesarean stand on that for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overall, I mean, honestly, the whole experience overall, there's so many different lessons in there. And I just, mm -hmm. I really feel bad for people who don't have somebody to call. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and somebody who's been through it, because I had my cousin and I called her, gosh, I, I bet you I annoyed the crap because I called her crying every day. I think I used to it. it. <laughs> like, and she, I mean, she had her son and not everybody's in the situation that I'm in either where they can't have more kids. That's mm -hmm. not a common situation. Usually it's not a problem, but because mm -hmm. of fibroids and the other issues is why not because of the preclamation. Um, right. If I were to get pregnant, I would be on high risk um, immediately. <laughs> the whole pregnancy yeah. um, because of Even my in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I would probably be on bed rest the whole time. Yeah. Um, which that, no, mm -mm. <laughs> I would go, I would go insane. Um, but I think the hardest part of all of it is not knowing. Oh yeah. For sure. not, you don't know what you're going to come into from day to day. Right. You, you really just don't know what to do with yourself. Like there's yeah. a, where, you know, when you're home with baby, you know, you can get up and walk around and go use the bathroom. And like, you know, the first, I think the first week that I was at the NICU, I was so confused as to what to do. Like, well, can I just hold him? Can I put my hands in there? And you get to the point where you almost don't want to ask because everybody's so busy. The mm -hmm. very 
thing that anybody should do. The very first nurse that you meet say, what do I need to do when I come in here every day? Because they okay. want, they want you to do that because there's a lot right. of people who just leave those babies and oh, yeah. either they leave because they have a very high need baby and they can't handle it. So they abandon mm -hmm. the baby or they have to go back to work and they can't mm -hmm. leave the place for six weeks. Um, so the nurses welcome your help. Absolutely. They want right. you there. Because the babies that have their parents there are mm -hmm. way more likely to get better. And, okay, and gotcha. it's, it's good for them, you know, the skin to skin and the contact and just somebody there all the time. It's proven that they mm -hmm. do better. So, and you know, and there's babies that don't, I mean, you always have yeah. those, but um, that's my, my main thing is just don't be afraid to ask the questions that, yeah you know, okay, you have to take them away from something else, but there's plenty of nurses. Somebody else can handle yeah. them comes up. You know, right. I need what I need to do for my baby right now. And don't right. forget about the bills that are coming. And a lot of these, <laughs> they can write all this off. You know, if you, most people, they'll bill you this large amount at the end. But if you already have everything submitted for financial aid, most people qualify for it because it goes by your income. And most people can't afford a $2 million medical bill. That's <laughs> just not, no. not in most no, people. Or a helicopter ride to the hospital. $40,000. $40,000. That's right, Yeah. And you even yeah. have your own parachute. Yeah. They didn't give me a parachute. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to know when I was going to get my helicopter because I found one on Craigslist for $40,000. So after I said that to them, they wrote it off. I, you know, I called them. And, you know, any place I thought was billing me something ridiculous, like I didn't have a choice to write yeah. up there. My insurance covered it or not is beside the yeah. point. I can't pay yeah. you $40,000. you kidding me? I got 50 bucks. How about you take that? You know? I mean, like, if I was working in the billing department, I think I would just be laughing at the... All the zeros, you know. <laughs> like who, can pay, who can pay that? And what makes that 40000 I mean, it saved my life. Don't I get know, me wrong. I'm appreciative that we had it. But, you know, yeah, that's. Well, I, so one last thought. So Lincoln is now four. And is there anything that he's, that he struggles with? that you think would be, a, that was affected by that, or he's just, you know, normal little kid and, you know, everything's fine. Cause I know he had some therapy, occupational therapy that he had to do. Yeah. Indiana so. has first steps that is free therapy. It's free guys. <laughs> yeah. If your child qualifies, I mean, you have to go through qualification, but it's free. Yeah. <laughs> But he needs it, and if they're behind, and it goes by their birth date, um, is by their, it goes by their adjusted age, not their actual age. So, right. like, maybe three weeks old, but he's at a, he's only supposed to be, you know, negative two weeks old. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> out. So, like, if your kid's not meeting the standard of their actual age, mm -hmm. then. They put them through the therapy, which helped him learn how to walk and it helped him. And I think he did better than other kids, but it just helped him get caught up. You know, it gave yeah. him a lot that he needed. Um, yeah. 
there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, get the help mm -hmm. there. Look it up. I mean, I right, right. Talk to people that you know, because like a lot of people, I've had a lot of my friends reach out to me and say, well, hey, you know, can you tell me this? You know, where did you have his therapy? Because I have a friend that her sister's mm -hmm. going, you know. So, I mean, reach out to people, even if you know they didn't have a preemie, they might know somebody. Right, which, which is why I, I wanted to talk with you about this, because, I mean, I know it's a, to me, it seems like it's a rare thing that happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, who would have thought that, yeah, well, I know, but I mean, it's you're, like, recently, you're the only one I've known that had this happen. But, I mean, like, I didn't know about the, the NICU and the Ronald McDonald house and, I mean, yeah. all of that, you know, I mean, it, it seems like. Yeah, and I, I mean, I got really lucky because I knew all those people. I knew yeah. you had already been through that. And I knew my my mom's best friend and one of my um one of my adopted mothers. <laughs> she was like, there is no way that the Ronald McDonald house is not gonna take her. She called and was like, my friend's daughter, and she got everything set up for me. I didn't do any of that. I I had asked the social worker about it, and at the time they didn't have a house for uh, Peyton Manning Hospital. Mm. So I was like staying in hotels. Like it was costing a fortune, which yeah. Liz was going to let me stay at her apartment, uh, right. which was pretty close to the hospital. But right, right after she arranged that, I got accepted to the Ronald McDonald house. So I went there instead. <laughs> so <I> went <laughs> didn't didn't they give you like meal tickets too to help with food calls? Um, or how did that happen? The social workers at the hospital can give you meal tickets. Um, just ask. They can, they have so many they can give away each day. I mean, I even at one point there, I saw this door that said it was somebody's social worker or L, LSW or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I know that because a lot, I have like a bunch of friends and my cousin are social workers. That's a social <laughs> I just were knocking on the door. Like, what do you do here? Like, I have a baby in the NICU. What do you do here? And like, yeah. to my, because like I said, with having private insurance, they, they're not going to come to you. You have right. to go to so, right. which I didn't get as much help as what I could have because I didn't like put my foot down. And at the time I was more concerned about Lincoln and you yeah. get that way, but mm -hmm. it's like, you're picking your battles. Yes. Yes. But you know. I'm telling you, all that help, it would have, if I'd have had all that set up by the time he got out of the hospital, it would have made my life out of the hospital so much easier. And I mean, yeah. just call, call places, call you know, if you, uh, when a nurse comes in, say, hey, I need you to send the social worker here. Every hospital has a social worker, at least one. Tell mm -hmm. them, I need the social worker because I need set up for benefits. Right. And, you know, if you ask, they'll sign you up. I mean, I, the social worker I had wasn't great, but the NICU was overflowing when I was there. There were so many kids that they, I think she was extremely busy and overworked. Right, right. And it was yeah. just poor, but... um but there's a lot of help. There really is. Yeah. Even just mental help. They always have a chaplain. Like mm -hmm. if you need to sit and cry, sit and cry. Like mm -hmm. you're part of anyways. So there's yeah. not, you know, you're already. And it's a very, you know, unusual circumstance that you're in. Yes. You and, know. and it's very overwhelming. I mean, and you're, yeah. I mean, your body, your hormones are like all over the place anyway. So it just makes it even harder. Like, so once you start to like fall off of that adrenaline, it gets mm -hmm. very heavy 
and very yeah. and you know i mean i just there were days where i sat in his room and i cried and yeah. they and they're like are you okay and i'm like no <laughs> i'm not okay you know and i'd have my moments and then i'd be fine 20 minutes later but just let it right. out because yeah. and everybody there understands because they yeah. see it all the time and they're a lot more helpful than you think. And there's still some of the nurses that Lincoln had that I talked to that I see on Facebook and I watch their kids. Grow. They watch Lincoln yeah. grow and they have reunions. We haven't been to one, but, uh, oh, well, but interesting. <laughs> they do have Mickey reunions. Like they have these big cookouts and stuff. I don't know that they'll have them anymore, but you know, oh, because of COVID, yeah. and they can see the kids and you can see the doctors and, and all of that. It's, it's, you can make it a family there, a temporary uh, if you right. if you reach out and ask. You right. know, if if you need it, ask. Because most likely, even if they can't help you, they know who can. So mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean and ask the doctor stuff too. I mean, there were times where I just looked at the doctors and I was like, I don't know what's going on with my kid. What yeah. what are, what are yeah, we is this normal? What no, are the is, yeah. 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 And um and they would sit down with you and walk through after they did their morning rounds. If you ask them to, they will sit down with you and walk you through everything that's in their chart. Right. All they need to see from them in the next couple days, what they'd like to see, what they're seeing that they don't like, um, mm. all kinds of that stuff. Um, yeah. It's well, that's, I mean, that is definitely good to know. Um, so just, we just probably need to wrap this up. It's an hour. <laughs> we can talk all day I know you and I could I mean we have but <laughs> so if anybody that's watching or is watching after um, the fact on the replay you can ask questions and I'm sure Amber will be happy to answer anything if you know of somebody that is currently going through something like this or maybe in a situation where they're pregnant and preeclampsia or have high blood pressure, you know, just let them know that this video is out there. So, um, but thank you for those who did chime in, Kim. <laughs> so, and Amber, thank you for sharing your story with me again. And uh, we do need to get together and hang out. So. <laughs> we do. Bye, Lincoln. <laughs> He's got the TV now. He's happy. I know. <laughs> He found the remote. You hear him laughing? He's really into it. He's watching other kids play. <laughs> oh, on YouTube? It's a, I, I think it's Hulu, but it's... Oh. <laughs> this kid's pulling slime off of his shirt, and it's hilarious. So Okay. All right. Thanks, Amber. I appreciate you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Nikki, host of Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. I will be sharing my podcast every Monday, and we will talk about being a parent, dealing with mental illness, daily struggles, and how we navigate one day at a time. Please subscribe today.